Hey listeners, this is Robbie. Um, just a quick pre-episode disclaimer. Um, there are a couple of weird audio things that happened with this episode, so you might notice one or two uh, little odd bits here and there. Maybe something that might be a dub, maybe not. Um, but this is a type of thing that hopefully will be a one-time issue, and we hope that you'll still enjoy the episode. We still think it's pretty dang good. Um, so enjoy. This is Cinema Architects, where four future architects sit down and design an awesome movie plot. Welcome to Cinema Architects. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. And I'm Josh. And God, we're getting good at that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, today, uh, we have two competing ideas. Once again... Neither of which are mine. Oh. And uh, <laughs> one from Josh and one from Austin. Um, and I will be the judge to decide which one is better. Oh, that. there you go. Yeah. No, yeah. This is going to make or break friendships. Yep. I just decided that right now. <laughs> um, so I know, Josh, you had written down the one first. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It was an, uh, an inspired subject uh, based on... A comment that someone here in the podcast made, and it could have been me, it could have been Austin, maybe, maybe Robbie. Um, probably not, not. Probably not Robbie. Yeah, Let's be know, real. Who knows? <laughs> He's the one who said use the eggplant as the logo. True. True. Yeah. Robbie does have ideas. Good job, Robbie. I'm a creator. <laughs> I have the same <laughs> degree as you guys do. <laughs> Piece mm. of shit. <laughs> anyway, so the idea was The Last Hug, and it would be about a boy who gets a final hug from his father as he becomes a man. So he kind of, you know, maybe he turns 12. Or maybe 12? Turns, That's so young. That's when I you guess. become a man. All right. The point is kind of that this movie would be about maybe outdated modes of father-son relationships. Um, so yeah, he gets... His last hug when he turns that certain age, he just his his father is, recedes a little bit. The kid's not a kid anymore. He's a he's a man, and there's handshakes instead of hugs. Ooh. Right, right. All right. Well, I think there's a lot there, Josh. Austin. Yeah, I'm. Mm, mm, I'm no, probably. Hey, I probably hey. should concede now. No, really. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, Let's hear it. okay. Lay yourself bare for the audience. Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> this came in a dream that I had. It was a really weird dream and actually like woke me up in the middle of the night. So the idea is that this school teacher decides to take her class. I'm guessing like elementary aged kids, maybe older. I don't know. We'll see if we pick it and we'll see how it comes later. Um, But they decide to go to an underground river. Okay. And cavern, kind of, you know? Because those are a thing, right? That, that's a thing. Yeah, sure, yeah. if you're in, like, the Pacific Northwest I, I, or something. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think that's a thing. Anyway, so they decide to go to this river, and, you know, the teacher gets all the permissions from everyone, but then something goes wrong, and explosions happen, and from some company that decides it wants to mine in this specific spot. <laughs> at a, okay. Dang company. Yeah, I know. And... So the teacher dies because, like, the the cave, like, caves in. And so then it's just the kids on their own. And then they're, they're kind of, like, surviving or whatever. But then that's the first half of the movie. And the second half of the movie is them, they get rescued. 
And it's kind of like the parents and the kids versus corporate America and how, like, hmm. are they going to take the hush money or are they going to fight it? Are they going to, I don't know. Yeah. So that's the idea. You know, I think there's, they can interweave. I think there's some yeah. potential okay. for weaving. Well, if you think about it this way, maybe maybe the, the boy who re- receives his last hug from his father is on that field trip. Or is the one who wants to sue. Oh. Or maybe he wants to, maybe he wants, I drop a pen every episode. Maybe he wants to <laughs> receive money in some fashion, whether it's suing for more money or taking the hush money. Hmm. And, you know, maybe not. It doesn't look like you seem to agree. No, Sorry. no, no, no. no. So be... I, I think I think what you're trying to say is that, okay, so he gives him his last hug because he's not a very loving, attentive father. And he would rather, he cares more about the money than the child's safety. Is that is that what you're getting well, at? Well, no, that's not quite what I'm getting at. Okay. I think it's more... Nuanced? He's a father of maybe a different age in which... Physical affection isn't necessarily... Right, not, right. I don't know if it's because he's not attentive or what. Yeah. But he so. still, quote-unquote, loves his son and everything? Like, yeah, I mean, he loves him, but in a, I mean, he loves him, and now he needs to let his son grow. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If his yeah, son yeah, goes yeah. on the field trip, he has to grow. Grow or die. Ooh. I mean, Movie title. <laughs> grow or die. A coming-of-age story starring Hugo Weaving. Rated R. Kids, starts Friday. Kids from Stranger Things. <laughs> I was gonna suggest no. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep bleeding on them. I really can't. Okay. Um, and and it's up to you. I don't know. I mean, I could perhaps see that working if we wanted to, because I think both movies, both movie ideas, could be worthy of an Oscar. So, all right. Yeah, I think they both have a lot of merits to them. Um, I I could be down for weaving the two of them together, but I would want to do it maybe a little more down the road. That's why I was giving you that look, Josh. I uh, I, would, I wouldn't want a dark, wanna... sinister look. Well, I wouldn't say that. Um, but the yeah. look a disapproving father would give his son. I think, <laughs> I think that um, yeah, I think we could definitely do something with Austin's idea first, real quick, and we could try integrating yours. And if not, then we do it on its own because either it fits well, kind of midway through our creation process, or we just do it and it stands better on its own. Hmm. Um, and we could do that for next week. So, you know what this means? I win. <laughs> okay, so you want me to elaborate on it? I mean, I gave you most of what I had. Okay, let me take this in an entirely different direction. Oh, okay. Um, so we have the teacher. She dies right away, and all the kids have to get out and everything. What does it have to be a she? Could be a he... I just had Anne Hathaway in my mind, and I would find it extremely delightful if you had a big, huge star like Anne Hathaway, and then she dies 20 minutes into the movie, and nobody knows until they get into the theater. You know, yeah, okay, all right, I I dig that, I dig it, I dig it, okay. Even though I don't want her to die, because I love Anne Hathaway, but I mean, I... And that's what makes it better, is because everyone loves her, and like, this is going to be a great Anne Hathaway movie, and then she dies. Right, okay, (laughs) I get you, I got you. Okay, so she, the teacher... Uh... Right. Oh, where was I? Yeah, so the teacher, um, that was like my big thing, actually. I like that kind of concept a lot. But she brings him in there. Um, the celebs dying? Or no. What just, do you... Just this, just like people, just subverting people, bring, mm. having all these people with this big expectation. This is going to be like an okay. Anne Hathaway movie. It's Les Mis Part 2. And then they go in there. Is Les Mis an Anne Hathaway movie? No, but a lot of people went in, including me, Thinking Anne Hathaway because I I had never seen the play, 
or read the book. And so me thinking, like, oh, Anne Hathaway's in this. It's going to be so great. And then she dies, like, what, 20 minutes in? Literally have never seen it. It's good. It's really good. Now that I know that Anne Hathaway's not in it for very long. Oh, shut up. She has an amazing scene that won, I think that won her an Oscar, didn't Uh, it? I think it did. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Not my favorite scene. But anyways, call me a sinner. There's a lot of emotion. Call me a sinner, but I do like... The Liam Neeson, Jeffrey Rush version of Les Mis is a little bit better. Sinner! <laughs> Pariah! Shame! True! Okay, <laughs> anyways, are you gonna... Your concept. Your concept. Well, I don't really have... I'm just trying to flesh it out a little bit by going through the plot again. Yeah. Right? So, okay. so we have the teacher there, and then she dies, and then the kids are stuck in this cave. Um, I'm going to... Go out on a limb and assume there's nothing supernatural going on in this cave or anything. No, right? no, it's, it's literally and... explosions and it it has caved in on them. Okay, yeah. can I, um, I guess, when I picture explosion, this is probably just to clear things up, I guess. When I picture explosion, I think Michael Bay, big fireball, but I'm guessing that's not. It's probably going to be like ground shake and, and rocks fall out of the right. ceiling kind yes, of thing. Yes, exactly. You're, not gonna, you're only going to hear the explosion because it's happening like way up above and i don't know how like because the teacher gets permission Uh to go there and like i don't know something is up somebody didn't file a permit or something something yeah and and so they blow up the cave to get the precious minerals and right or something i don't know what if it's just a cheeky developer who jumped the gun could be. Everybody could hates be. developers. E- e- everybody yeah. hates developers. Yeah. I could, uh, yeah, and that could be a, a cool, fun A-list, B-list star that we'll get to later. Actually, that'd be really interesting if it were a developer, because maybe it's kind of in their community, mm. and they are kind of fighting gentrification. Right. Like, they're receiving a direct benefit of developers moving in with the hush money, but they're also kind of literally selling their neighborhood. Right, right. Well, I just, I mentioned that because there was that Frank Lloyd Wright building that was demolished. Did you guys hear about that? No, no I, didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it was, I think it was the first in 40 years to be just completely demolished. Wow. And I don't know if it was a great building, hmm. but... I mean, I'm not going to lie, but a lot of his buildings have problems. But oh, anyway, plenty, yeah, yeah. But beside that, the developer who was kind of taking offers and stuff, and he was saying, well, you need to pay this, and then he kind of upped it, and he kept upping it and increasing things, and eventually their uh, the down payment was like, 50, it was either 50% higher than he was originally asking for, it was like 50% of the entire cost of the building, and the Frank Lloyd Wright Association of some sort was trying to protect it, and then basically, as they were leaving the meeting, they saw a bulldozer just drive through and, and head over to destroy the building. Oh man! And so he was in talks, and he was kind of agreeing, and then destroyed. Which is, uh, I mean, I know I kind of like that gentrification aspect, but that's up to you guys. Yeah, and I know it's like a, it's a trope, like it's a, it's kind of eighties, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we could approach it from a reasonable aspect. None of their apartment complexes are affordable housing. Yeah. So they try right. to, something like that, but they try to take that angle, or they have to take that angle to appease certain right parts of yeah. jurisdiction or something. We can make it a very realistic gentrification issue. It's topical right now. It is. Could be cool. I mean, yeah. it's it's been top should have been topical for a long time, but it should now have we're been, just... but I think it's coming up into the fore. Right. Uh, more recently. So I yeah. have another question by the way. How many should kids die? Ooh. See, and that's <laughs> and that's another thing and that's why I was like leery to be to to say that they were kids, but like you don't there's not young adults who well, go on field trips, you know? 
Maybe one of them could be a man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm, I'm like, I don't want to kill... Get, nobody likes when children die in films, and also... Uh, Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I forgot that you hate children. I don't, okay. Normal people don't like when kids die. Look, 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 look. Let me justify my position here a little bit, okay? I'm not a psychopath. (laughs) I don't... No, let him talk. I don't like the thought of raising kids, okay? No, I know. But, and that's pretty much the extent of my position. But I think the fact that so many films dance around having kids die unless it's like a major plot point or something... Is like I don't know, kind of dumb, especially when it's in like really perilous situations, like an apocalypse type of thing. So as as dumb and crazy as this might sound, I don't think it's a bad idea for like you know if there's a bunch, it's, if there's like thirty kids and like ten of them die or something, and it's like that's just something that they have to because it's a cave in. Who do you, what do you I know? know? But it's just like I don't know. I I get your standpoint where it's like everybody does this right, but there's a reason that everybody does this because. If they go into a movie and 10 kids die towards the beginning, (laughs) that's literally all they're going to think about. They're not going to think about the plot. They're not going to think about any of the rest of the movie. They're going to think about how 10 children died at the beginning of this I'm not asking for kids' skulls to be crushed on film, (laughs) but I get your point. I know, and I I get what you're trying to do, but it just... People don't like to see children die. And just like that, my label has gone from the technical guy to the monster <laughs> of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking like six kids, so then it would be reasonable that six kids live, you know? No, no. Like, oh, it's a like, like in total, it's six kids it's a, and yeah, one teacher. Six. Yeah, it's just a group of six So this kids. is like a private school, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It, it's just like a... How does that work with the gentrification thing, then? No, maybe it's... Could be a special ed class. Or maybe it's... a charter school. Maybe I was thinking... I could, no. <laughs> God! <laughs> I was just going to say that it, it's probably like the six people who did well on a test or something oh, got so it's to like go... A... Like a, a reward, like yeah. a field trip because you did. You had to go on a cave. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it was probably a test about caves, and like the top six people got to go to a cave. And the big benefit is they get half for the whole day off of school for doing this right. or something. What if? What if maybe it's a summer school course? Oh. So the kids are just kind of misunderstood. Sure. They're forced into summer school. It's, yeah. it's the, I mean, the school no AC. No, I mean, they're stuck in a room with no windows. They're, like, in the core of the school. And this teacher's like, you know what? Let's just, let's do it. I know the guy who works for this developer. Like, mm-hmm. we can get in. Yep. Right? We can, you know, we can go check it out. Look at some geology or whatever they would be going in there for. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't really discuss. We should probably discuss the curriculum of the course. Oh, we should right. bring them into a cave. Right. Joking, we don't have to. Okay, um, <laughs> sorry. We have a more reasonable thing than I don't know. It's an earth science portion of summer school, and they're Ooh. all 12 ish, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I would say like older elementary, old enough yeah. so that they can act. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's gonna be a large portion of the movie where they're just alone, it's yeah. just child actors, yeah. so yeah, they're going to have to act. I don't want some Jurassic Park situation. Actually, I haven't seen Jurassic Park They're in a while. They're fine. Yeah. 
I mean, they're good enough for an action movie. Let's just say that. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we have this really well-meaning teacher. I know, and and the the thing is, is she's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, she oh is, yeah, she's really. Nice. She is overly nice. She like, be. The f- she's the most the understanding thing. You develop so much oh, sympathy yeah. for her in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. She, she's just. She cares about these yep. kids so much. Yep. And then she. Oh gosh. <laughs> yep. Yep. You yep. have to. You have to grow an attachment to she her because otherwise dies. it just doesn't matter. It's like, oh, these kids got out and it's great, but it's like this teacher who you put so much emotional investment in uh-huh. died. But you no, have no, to no, do no. it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You have to do it. You have to do it so that it's not obvious that she's gonna die like no you can't have just this overwhelming amount of like oh and her kids in the hospital or something i don't know what if she doesn't die but she isn't <laughs> what if she's incapacitated and the kids have to make an active choice to leave her oh like they have to decide like we we know she all we know is that she's alive she's not like in a pool of, like we, we they moved her body they got her to kind of some safe areas but they just need to make a choice do we leave and get help or do we stay and hope that help come what if they just have to make the choice and we don't know if she lives or not i mean we've in a sense because she's not on camera anymore you get your your red herring with anne hathaway okay right she's off screen we still i mean we still want her to live we have the hope of her living right right she could die at any moment I like that. It's kind of like a stand by me kind of situation where sure. it's like the kids are put in this very adult situation and they have to make yeah. a choice. Yeah. How does that interface with the second half of the movie then? See, and that's the thing. And maybe, maybe this gets away from the whole us versus corporate America kind of thing. And it goes more into just these kids lives and they have to make choices and, the choices that they make have consequences, you know. It could be a sequence of flashbacks. It could be the kids retelling their story. Oh, maybe in to a, a lawyer, maybe in a courtroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be interesting. And then, you know, maybe at the end, one of the witnesses is the teacher. Right. And, and everybody we, we would be relieved. so happy. The entire theater relieves them. Right. It's <laughs> the entire theater is relieved. <laughs> right, right. And when Anna Hathaway gets back on the screen, the whole theater just pisses themselves. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. I've never seen. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go into it. So it's it's basic. It, it is a coming of age story. Then it is. I mean, putting maybe children really, into a very adult situation. I wasn't putting it. You know, I wasn't forcing. No. the dad's Hugo weaving into it or anything. Oh, like look, that. we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> but no, I honestly, I think I do this, think it has a lot of potential. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, like. And wasn't because mine was a coming of age story. Oh, sure. I wasn't it is steering your no, but I think That's a good I direction mean, though. It is a good direction. I I enjoy it, and it's not it's not cliche. You know, it's not right. the little guys versus corporate America. I mean, that's been played so often. So yeah, so this is more of a coming of age story, and I like that direction it's going. So why'd you stop? I, I so you thought that we had more things I thought, to take. I thought you guys had more. We, I thought no, you were... I, I didn't. <sighs> you gotta get better at this whole stream of consciousness thing. God. Okay. So now this movie is a coming-of-age story, which I really like that direction. And I think all of the characters... I mean, they come from humble backgrounds they're in summer school so like they're not they're they're kind of the outcasts anyway oh sure these aren't straight a kids no and so unless they're... maybe there's one because he wants to be there <laughs> yeah maybe he failed gym 
Ah. Oh, and he has to climb. This is yeah. so eighties. <laughs> it it's kinda, a little eighties. It's a little eighties, but I mean, that's fine. Eighties is hit big now. Stranger Things. That's true. Yeah, it huge. is pretty. Gosh, you know, and maybe, maybe we could address it in a way that would kind of we would you know we would we would serve up a nice trope and the the movie just bats it out of the way. Hey, that is not how that would happen. Sure. Yeah. You handle it in a realistic way. Yeah. Baseball movie. <laughs> no, not a baseball movie. This Damn is not it. a baseball movie. Oh, although we should do a sports movie at some time. Okay. Anywho, they're, so they're, it's a coming of age story. It's, you know, they learn more about themselves. They all have problems, and obviously they all. talk about it. They have the Breakfast Club moment where they all are sitting around. They're all dancing about on their, the table. No, they talk oh. about their problems. <laughs> The like climax of that film is they all talk about how they're these stereotypes and how they don't want to be, and mm. yet they go back and they they just go back to the regular stereotypes. Man, you really identify strongly with that movie, I, don't it's you? It's just so sad. It's a good movie. Stupid high school. <laughs> all right. So what do we have so far? Again, we let's 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 see if we can lay it out and move on further. We have field trip happens. Yep. We have six or so. 12 or 13 year olds they all go in there Anne Hathaway dies maybe maybe not and they have to make a decision do they leave or do they not presumably they leave I don't know I, think, I don't I know. think they do to get help yeah yeah maybe one of them well does one of them stay yeah because that'd be fun the smart one stays well maybe and I say smart in the uh, traditional sense everybody has their own smarts no oh, very very apt of you to say that Austin well done <laughs> Thank you. Street smarts don't matter when you're underground. Go ahead. Shit, what was I going to say? Okay, so um, they leave. Maybe one kid stays. Um, are they recounting this in a courtroom situation? I don't know about courtroom, but I like, like the idea it. of maybe it's a lawyer. It's kind of a controlled environment. Okay, so they're being interviewed in some way, shape, or form. They are think... preparing to take, someone is preparing them to take action. Maybe one of them's talking to a lawyer. Maybe one of them's talking to a reporter. Or I was... Reporter, yeah. And maybe Therapist. it's all different. Yeah. Maybe it's all different. They all... They all six. And may... Mm-hmm. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That it's a six-episode series in which each one of them talks to a different character across town? Hey, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I wasn't ex- specifically thinking that, but I like that. I was thinking that it's literally the same story, just told six different viewpoints. Oh, Yeah. Which, and that might also be a trope that's used too much. I don't know. Is it, though? It's used sometimes, but I don't think it's to the point where it's overused yet. Maybe six is too much? Maybe it's not. Is it all one movie? It, yeah. Yeah, I'm still that out. I was so, just kidding about the series. Um, no, I, I know. I know. I think but maybe, the number of characters could fluctuate then if we want to tone it down or something. Right. Bring it up. Bring it to eight. Anyways, you were going to say? I was going to say maybe the perspectives overlap. So it's not the same t- right. story being told. I think that would get to be a bit much but you know maybe there's a little bit of overlap in Ooh. which you know they're starting oh, to tell I some like, of the, yeah. the same you know one That's of them picks up yeah. from maybe five minutes before but his details shift yep yep and so it's it's all kind of close are but we, not necessarily the same are we gonna get a kind of an unreliable narrator effect i do i do yes That's i do think dumb. that there will be specifically one child who is like was the shitty one in this situation, and Ooh. I think he like he freaked out. He didn't know what to do. Like he was just like he got someone hurt. Someone got hurt because of his stupidity. Okay, 
but he's not going to say that to anybody. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that could really work. Like maybe maybe narrator 4 talks about the lead up. Narrator 5 is the shitty kid and he lies about what happens after the lead up. Yeah. So you start to see you start to see kid 5 kind of flake and um kind of become unnerved. But then in in segment 5 he's totally not I and mean, he yeah, solid maybe yeah. even saves the day. And then six follows up in the aftermath, but we don't necessarily know any of them. Yep, yep. So I like, like that. That could work really well. Yeah, leave that up to the audience imagination. I don't think we give the audience enough credit in movies today. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you know, as as dumb as so many people are, that's yeah. a very valid point. Because <laughs> the best movies are the ones that take that take their audience seriously. You know? Yeah, it's that's like very you you can make you can make the story whatever you want it to be yeah. you know like you can fill in the gaps okay it'd be interesting if one of the first guys had a crush ooh so it's a little ro- so it's a little rose tinted in certain ways yeah like she is dropped dead gorgeous for like the first segment and then there's that little bit of overlap and the other kid is either a girl and just doesn't care uh-huh. or he's a boy and doesn't care I think that could translate really well though if yeah. if almost if, 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 if the teacher or some element is present in each and every narrative explanation. And she could visually change from kid to kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that could be... But it's really still cool. Anne Hathaway. Obviously. Still Anne Hathaway, but like <laughs> makeup is drastically different from one to the another, maybe. Right. Or clothing, clothing is probably different. It's more buttoned up in one, and then she's got... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. very she's got a little, little cleavage uh-huh. showing. Uh-huh. It's like a hair, one. too. Yeah. <laughs> a hair. Hair, just her hair. Oh, oh, bad yeah, place yeah. for that. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. that was. Uh... <laughs> She's got some chest hair sticking. <laughs> 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 now it doesn't have to be the teacher the whole time. I mean, it could be. No, no, I think it could be other... each of them that kind of shifts a little bit. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, the perspectives of each other. You know, like the smarter kid is obviously going to look at these other kids. And again, smart in traditional sense. He's right. gonna look at these other kids and just think they're all slobs. So in his retelling, like they're all gonna look pretty gross, you know. Yeah. Same similar details and color and stuff. If you're not really paying attention, you, you might. No, notice. I think it's the subtle really cues. Funny. And then our costume designer would get the award at least. What if there's something about one of the kid? You know, maybe this is the betrayal and this is the deceit that one kid said he had the backpack. What? Do you, what? What do you mean? So the the guy who lies, who's kind of boasting about himself, you know, he's yeah. kind of lying about his story. Maybe he was supposed to bring a backpack, or maybe no, no. I think yeah. What if what if he was supposed to have a backpack with like water bottles, supplies, and stuff, flashlights? And we get to that fifth segment, and they they need the backpack, but they don't have it. Oh. And so you've been watching this movie. Maybe in in segment two, you see the backpack. Segment three and four, no backpack. Five, he has the backpack. Six, he doesn't. Does that make sense? I got you, yeah. It's like he's been lying about having it. Right, right. Or he hasn't. We, I mean, you know, it's the unreliable narrator aspect. Right, okay. And so he's saying that it's not his fault. They're saying it is. And you kind of have to know, or you kind of have to guess. You have to assume. And I like that. And I, and I do not think at the end of this film we have a recap of what actually happened. No, thank you. Oh, I no, think, yeah. no. So we'll have a Life of Pi situation where at the end of the movie you have no idea if they were actually animals or if they were people. And that's up to the audience to decide. That's a very minor spoiler, I think. 
if you were worried. Oh, I kind of was. I haven't seen anything except the tiger and the boat oh, and yeah. the dude. That's it. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a spoiler. Spoiler. It just. I don't know. It's, yes, it is the ending. It is. But I don't think the magic was ever in the ending. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my no. dad told me that when he read the book several years before the movie came right. out. He's right. Like at the end of this book, you you don't know. And yeah, and I mean the the movie is so visually stunning, like you don't care. Okay. All right, so uh, I think let's quick wrap up the plot then, and then we can get on to casting. So we know that we're not going to have the exact reliable wrap-up of this movie. Right. Um, and so we don't want it to just end at the end of Kid Six interview or something, though, do we? So what do we want to do? I think we ended at figuring out what happened to the teacher. I don't know what happens to the teacher, well, I think it'll and maybe. Sorry, it'll. I think it'll be kind of based on how we intersplace the flashback stuff. So do we? I mean, do we start the movie? Do we start it in the cave or do we start it? I think we started at the lawyer's office. We start okay, at what the lawyer happened. or the shrink or whatever, which so then takes us through the classroom to the cave. Yeah. Okay. So then the cave. Then it's back to the lawyer. Back to the cave. Back to the lawyer. Yada yada yada. Uh-huh. I think you probably end in someone's office, and maybe they're all just getting ready to go in, and you don't necessarily know. Oh, maybe they I all also... like meet up in a hallway outside of the court right. yeah. or something, and then it's like. Ugh. Also, I think that these should also be in chronological order. So the first kid, you, we open up when the kid is like dirty. And like talking to a reporter, and they literally just got out of this cave, and that's what they talk about. Oh, okay. And then the second kid is maybe like they're a little bit better talking to their parents. Then the third kid is talking to like a lawyer. Like it's just in chronological order, and then at the end, maybe it's in the actual courthouse. Okay. You know, and and then you see that each story is getting a little fuzzier as well because it's. Further away, further each cave away. Story? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then the last wrong. shot of the film is just like the back courtroom thing opens, and just like a high heel hits the th- pavement, and that's it. And then credits are <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> I think it'd be uh, interesting if there was a scene towards the end. They have not seen each other since they got out of the cave. Uh huh. That them in the courtroom. Knowing that they're all perhaps a little angry and frustrated with each other because mm, of lying, right? Because of potent, you know, potentially leaving the teacher. You know, maybe some of the decisions they make in there are starting to fracture the group. After each one of them having told their individual story, now they have to come together. Yeah, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. A small detail, but I think it could be powerful. I mean, I think this is a movie of small details. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I agree with that. Very small details are going to make this whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we do, have them meet up, and then... I'm, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, you know, maybe if we... How much do we want the developer aspect? Like, Because we didn't talk about the developer. Oh, shit. Right. I, I, maybe I, it's just a college friend of the teacher. So, like, you know, we, we can hear the parents being really mad about the developer coming into town. You know, maybe they're getting dropped off at school, and, and the parents are complaining about yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just small things like that. I, th- I think that's a, it's a backstory now. It was yeah. going to be the front story, but now I think it's a backstory to what's a backstory. happening. Well, okay. it is a backstory, but I think it's, it is present behind every scene yes. in... Every scene in the offices. Yep, yeah. It, it's driving the story. Yeah. 
in the background. Yeah. In a really, really just quiet way. It's just yeah. like, you know, the parents are angry at this guy, but Anne Hathaway's te- as the teacher, college friend, she knows what's up with the project. Like, she wants to educate the kids about this project. Right, right. And so she doesn't see it as a necessarily a bad thing. She's she's trying to look at it from one perspective. She's neutral. Parents are bad. Developer thinks it's great. And you know, it could be a whole poster. You know, or maybe oh. you know, maybe we see like developer posters. Like, this is what this is going to look like. There's going to be groceries here. Right. Parents don't think they can afford Whole Foods groceries. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, maybe like maybe the reason that they're going down there in the first place is that the friend of Anne Hathaway. Is the developer the kind of like the nice developer? Like, yeah. we have these beautiful rivers and caverns underneath. Like, we are not going to develop there. We will never develop there. Like, that is sacred land. And then she's like, "Okay, kids, I want to show you like what our town has to offer underground or whatever." And that yeah. these developers aren't doing well. Somebody didn't get the memo that like you cannot develop past this line, uh-huh. and that's what happens. Okay. I'm trying to think of the podcast in which I heard. It might be the new Ken Jennings, John Roderick podcast. Mm, Omnibus. Do you like Omnibus? I do. Oh, I love Omnibus. I do. But I think, don't they talk about the Seattle structure and how when they first built it? Yeah. Like, and then they had to build on top. And, they had to and build so on there's top. like a whole city below there? Yeah. It could be something like that. Right. Yeah. It doesn't or it even could have to be, be a river. Exactly that. True. True. It doesn't have to be a river. Just it's something underground. Yeah. Hmm. So there could be a whole host of things and maybe. Maybe the audience uh, could tweet at us or email us or telegraph us or not the app, of course. That's a weird app. Uh, actual telegraphs. <laughs> well, it's like used by terrorists. But it's also used just by a lot of right. people in other countries. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, but all right. <laughs> anyways, it'd be interesting to hear some maybe hometown settings. I don't know if you guys would be oh. interested, but I think I'd be interested in it because every hometown has a little bit has of something, something. that could yeah. be unique. Yeah. So it'd be kind of cool to put it in a... Not that there's anything wrong with Seattle, but to put it in a place that doesn't necessarily get a lot of spots. All about those small towns, as I am from one. Wink. <laughs> Rad, dude. <laughs> or it could even be set in, in kind of near Robbie's somewhat small town. Not huge town, not small town, but... Sure, I mean, you know, it that, doesn't that necess- hospital. Oh, wait, what? You mean the the, the old state yeah. hospital? The yeah. insane asylum type of place? Yeah. I, I don't know how. Did, yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be a cave. It's just yeah. some sort of situation. That's that actually they find very themselves. topical because I think they just ordered the demolition. Of- It'd be interesting to, to maybe hear the audience's different places. So text Robbie only. Call Robbie only. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> His number is. No. <laughs> His number is 218? No. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anyways, sorry for that interruption. All right. Um, we basically kind of rambled ourselves to a close here for the uh, for the <laughs> for the, the the plot of the film and uh, now I think we'll take a quick break and we'll do the lightning round of casting once we get back all right we're back we're gonna kick off casting. A little lightning round sesh. A little storm, if you will. Uh, Each of us has written down some names um, and probably some roles in which those names will go. Let's start with Robbie. Robbie, who do you have for us for this film? Okay, Um, well, you know, let's do it by role, because I think we've Yeah, by role. Let's do role. I have two options here, both of which, I don't know, I feel like I have a very limited pool of actors that I pull from. The first is Martin Freeman. 
Okay, I could see that. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. British, fake American accent or otherwise. Yeah. He would. I think he would work. Right. Just right. you know, as 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 a either sincere or faux sincere mm. kind of guy who's like, yeah, we're not totally not going to do that, depending right. on how his character lines up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good casting choice. Thank you. My second option is oh, I should have wrote it down. I don't know the actual actor's name. The guy who plays Luke Cage. Oh. Oh. I think he'd be an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, he's a yeah, yeah. he's definitely okay. like a like a contractor developer kind of type. You know, yeah, he could be that. Yeah. And and I think he he plays just a really he's he's good at being genial and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean? Right. He's just like oh yeah hey, that's a good guy you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are my could, guys. He could wear a suit well. Or, oh, you yeah. know, he could kind of dress oh, up yeah. well to yeah. to fit the roles of the job site and the roles of the kind of the public outreach. So that's a, yeah for sure yeah. two. It could be. Could be. Yeah. It's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. What do y'all got? Well, I have also two people, but I'm thinking more of like the friend and the friend's dad. So Anne Hathaway's friend and Anne Hathaway's friend's dad, who is the like main developer, and then like his son is kind of overseeing this specific neighborhood. Huh. So the friend would be Army Hammer. I'm going with because he's. Yeah. I mean, he's kind. He's very clean cut, nice guy, and he just seems genuine. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then his dad is Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I dig it. Yeah, because I think Tom Hanks could either go, like, the kind of maniacal developer, like, sure. he knew what was going on the whole time. Holy cow. Or... He could be the more general, like, I had no idea, like, I'm very sorry for your loss, like, this is, well, if there's a loss, we don't know, but just, like, he, yeah, I think he can, he can play a very well-rounded person because he's a very good actor. Sure. All okay. Right. What you got, Josh? Yeah, I like it. I don't think my picks are as good, but I'll say it anyways. I picked Sam Yeager. He played a contractor, Joel, on the show Parenthood, and... So I guess I have seen him in kind of a kind of a building context or atmosphere, uh, but I just I mean I think he looks like a really nice guy. He, uh, he he just comes off in a very nice way, but you know he can be kind of tough and he can he's he's got the very he's got the white America look to him, um, huh. and I, I I think that that would perhaps play into some of the skepticism of his building activities. Oh sure, on the part mm. of the parents. So that's kind of why I picked him. Right. Okay. Because he is nice, perhaps even well-meaning. But he's got that kind of facade in front of him. Okay. Uh, should I move on to my next role then? Yes. Do it up. What I got next is for the lawyer. Uh, I just got the one. And uh, it's Laura Dern. Maybe we should call her Lawyer Dern instead. Lawyer Dern. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's two podcasts in a row. I picked Laura Dern. That's yes. pretty wild because I wrote down Laura Lenny. Oh. oh. Okay. All right. Another great Laura. Oh. The Lauras are just... Uh... Getting mm-hmm. all the love today. They're I just coming out of the woodwork. I'm sorry. I don't have a Laura. Oh, jeez. I know. You ruined the podcast. I know. I just want to meet Laura during this <laughs> time. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, I guess... I'd... Who did you write down? I don't have anybody. You don't have anybody. Lawyer, okay, I see. I thought I heard, I don't have a Laura. I don't have a Laura, but I don't but have anybody. But you also don't have I don't any have a, other a lawyer. people. I don't have a lawyer or a Laura. Now, I will say this, that I wrote down Laura Laney because she could be a lawyer that perhaps specializes in in family stuff. I mean, she seems Mm. like she'd be very caring. Yep. And, you know, she can... I mean, she's got a very professional demeanor, but she could... You know, I can see her, like... 
yeah. like sitting down at the table with the kid and kind of getting on eye level and not a condescending way, but in a way that would kind of get him to open up. Yeah. 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 I have so. basically the same reasons for Laura. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We couldn't go wrong with either. Partners, Laura and Laura. Ooh. Mm. Darren and Lynn. He's going to have two for every role, aren't we? I don't know. We're just, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> we packed the actors two by two, the ship that is our film. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Sorry to make it biblical. <laughs> that's, that's very topical, I guess, for this film. Anyways, uh, okay, so next role. Yeah. Emma Watson. Whoa! Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she, is, she can be very professional looking, Absolutely. and I think, I mean, again, she has that softer side. I mean, I think for the same reasons as you guys picked the Lauras. Oh, yeah. But I, I think also it plays into the fact that she, she can get the kids a little bit more. Just a little you bit know? more, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit more, yeah. Yeah, good pick. What you got, Josh? I didn't write anything down, but I did have in mind. I was thinking Richard Aoid. I think I'm saying that right. Of the IT crowd. Oh, <laughs> just kind of a goofy guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We have so That's many British great. people in our picks. Yeah, it's just because maybe they Hollywood. have a joint practice. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> we can't do that for every everybody. 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 Every partnership. Single one. <laughs> okay. Um, Rebel. I don't have a psychologist. So. Right. Okay, so next role. I'll just move on. The judge. But did you pick one for the movie? <laughs> I don't. You got yeah, me. That, that. <laughs> you I've really outed your psychological me. therapy. No, I didn't. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. Also, I don't have one. So, oh, okay. uh, moving on, uh, the judge. And this won't be a very big role, right? He'll pop in in the last yeah. 15 minutes I mean, I picked a pretty film. big judge, but go ahead. Okay, well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I picked a judge. The Judge Reinhold. It's got an 80s vibe. He's, a, he's from 80s films. I think he's recognized from those. Bring him in. Bring him in. Just bring him in. Bring but I think out, he could also, you know, kind of, in the same way that a lot of these other characters relate to children. I mean, he's got kind of a friendlier face. He's, I think he could do it. I don't know. It's he'd be kind of a nicer judge that would create a welcoming court. Right. Right. Like that judge that's in all those, like, YouTube videos being nice to those people with Parking tickets and stuff. I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a thing. Okay, it's a thing. You break the law, you pay the fine. Oh my gosh. Okay, your judge robs. (laughs) I'm not as convinced that mine is good as as good anymore because Judge Reinhold is just such a good pick. Um, So so keeping kind of, I I think I have kind of a theme with my casting choice this episode and just keeping them youngish. Um, So I have Judge Jude Law. Is it because he's law in the name? You bet your ass it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's not that young. No, what? he's young, but he's. Is oh my he's god, not, are we going to talk about age? Young, but he's not. Are we going to talk about age again? Jeez. <laughs> well, let's find out how old he is. <laughs> it wouldn't be unreasonable to see him bang, be a judge. Bang him right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he, I think he'd be fine. But it's just that I think the the. Perception of him right now is still. People always think of him as in his like younger roles. And yeah, like, oh, I mean the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotypes with judges too is they're all like old men. Right. Too. Right. I mean, he's forty-five. I think it's a, it's yeah, a reasonable it's a, age. Yeah. Uh, you, you have I don't have a judge, but well, then I'm going to so. give someone for Austin because I had a second okay. idea as we were talking. Okay. Yes, this is my idea, obviously. All right, go ahead. Fine. No, 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 no. Your idea this is will Austin's be my judge. idea. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you have someone for? No, I don't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought, I thought you were kind of coming up with something. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Well, the guy who plays 
<laughs> God, I'm, I'm blanking on the actor and the character name now. Yes, Marshall, he... the guy who plays Marshall in... Oh. Because he, he plays a judge towards the end of the show. He does. He becomes a judge. He does become a judge. He who would be an interesting young judge. Plus, he's fantastic in the Muppet movie, too. Yeah. So I don't have a judge, so I'm going to go with the next role. And I picked a mom. I, I think preferably, well, not preferably, but I think this character will be a single mom, and she's the most outspoken. It's Rosario Dawson. I have a very similar idea for my mom character. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but a different casting show. Do you mind if I say? Yeah, 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 go is ahead. That, is that right? um, it's Kristen Ritter. Oh, who is that again? Jessica Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think, I think, oh, I think it'd be okay. interesting to see her play a mom. See, the, and these are like both people from like the same shows-ish, yeah. you know, but they're they're two very different characters. Yeah. That'd be interesting to have both of them be parents in this situation. In partnership. Here we go. Yeah. Mom and Mom Incorporated. Well, I think you can call those marriages now. Nope. Okay. To business. Oh, no, I meant like they would be one. <laughs> I mean, they can be, yeah, they can be Mom and Mom, I don't know. It's not the 80s anymore. Yes. We can call it a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> they could be fellow moms. They can be yeah, fellow moms, sure. or they can be moms who are in a marriage. In Either their, way. In their mom business together. Either way. How about you, the audience, let us know. Two moms? <laughs> or joint moms? I like joint moms. <laughs> what time is it? Okay. 4.20. Did anyone Weeds. have an idea for the reporter? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay, well, I guess I'm the only one who could I'm, have possibly done it. I, I guess so. I'm fresh out of roles, so go ahead. I wrote down... Uh, and I'm going to butcher her name, not intentionally. Tia Sirkar. She plays the real Eleanor on The Good Place. Oh. oh. I thought she'd be a good reporter. Yeah. yeah. She would actually be a very good Pretty reporter. Good. Maybe a little forceful. You know, kind of kind of getting maybe more than people think she should get out of the story. But, right, uh, right. You know, someone who could feign, much like, uh, much like a lot of these other roles have... Uh, actually had a relationship with these kids. She could feign kind of a relationship or a, a, an ability to reach out. Mm. Yeah. So I thought she'd be good. That was good. That was good, good job, Josh. Yeah, good pull. Good job. Thanks, guys. I do have one kid, though. I know child actors are very hard to find, but Millie Bobby Brown. Sure. Come on. Come on, guys. She's. I think she'll be the standout child of the, the bunch. Mm-hmm. So with the number of British actors we have in this, this is either going to they're going to have to learn, or this is going to be a this British, is a film. British film. Maybe <laughs> it is. Throw the Americana out the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. This is such an Americana. I know thing. it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these. So they gonna learn. They gonna learn. <laughs> and who are all these Brits? Richard Aylwin. I mean, he can he can be British. Army Hammer. He's British, I think. Right. He's done an American accent for his stuff, right? No, he is. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's British. Emma Watson. <laughs> Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah, we have a lot of Brits. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yep. We just we just cull them out. We just if they're a Brit, they're they're not it. There we go. I missed my chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's upsetting. Um, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, I think we cobbled together pretty good, pretty Oscar-worthy show here. I think mm-hmm. so. I think yeah. we can look forward yeah. to this come award season. Absolutely. Send this down to the writers or get it out there. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, um, please remember to uh, rate and review us on iTunes, as always. That uh, 
that always helps or whatever or podcasting Apple app you podcast probably either one just rate us like us love us we love you Austin does anyways no I, I, I greatly appreciate you let's let's call it that um, he's not ready to say love I guess but I'll say it later in our relationship you okay that's what it was tweeting and gmail ah. send us your ideas Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And remember to uh, tweet at us or Gmail at us, and that'll do it for us. Uh, Thanks for listening to Cinema Architects. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. And I'm George. Till next time. We'll see you. Bye. Hey, listeners. If you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at cinemarks at gmail.com. That's cinemarks, not Karl Marx. Cinema, R-C-H-S, at gmail.com. And if you'd also like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Cinemarks as well.